Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey guys, and welcome to the free version of Feathers in My Hair, the only Team Mom podcast. Each week, I'm going to recap and deep dive into two moms. To hear a full recap, find us over on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos and subscribe at the $5 level. What a week. Guys, like, the internet drama this week has been insane. I almost don't even know where to start. Almost everyone except for our dear Chelsea had some crazy, crazy stuff happened this week. Um, yeah, between Kale's pregnancy, the Janelle drama, the Leah possible pregnancy drama, like, I was overwhelmed, to say the least. You know, it was, it was a lot to take in. I think I'm gonna start right with Leah, because her drama to me this week was the most shocking. Her episode didn't have a lot of drama, but there was some good internet drama this week. So, in case you guys aren't on our Facebook group or you don't pay attention to the drama, there was this huge thing where everybody thought Leah was pregnant. (laughs) So, Leah decided to do Facebook Live because, in case you guys don't know, she's a multi-level marketing person. She's, like, in all these schemes. Her big one is LipSense, but I believe she's also getting into some weird um, life coaching thing, which is, like... LOL forever. Like, let me tell you who I would never hire to be my life coach. It's Leah. Um, And not for nothing, it's, like, very, very unsurprising to me that she would be into multi-level marketings. And that might be rude to say, but I can only live in my truth. You know, guys, like, I need to live in my truth. And that's that multi-level marketing, for the most part, is bullshit. Um, And Leah is not very bright. And she's the type of person who gets roped into them. But you know what? Like, it's not just about people being not very bright because these multi-level marketing schemes, like, really focus on getting single moms or at-home moms, stay-at-home moms, I mean. Um, They rope women in and promise them a chance to be entrepreneurs, and it's bullshit. You know, fuck the patriarchy, as I I always say. So, um... This week, Leah went on Facebook Live, and Addie was there, and as we all know, Addie is pretty wild, and uh, Addie, like, grabs Leah by the neck and whispers, as children do, are you going, what sounded like, what sounded like, are you going to tell them about the baby in your stomach, well, tummy, and she said that twice, and the look on Leah's face was one of shock and horror, like, horror, and she, like, instantly was like, don't talk about that, and, like, tried to shut off the camera, then cut the camera, she was able to cut the camera, and then deleted the whole Facebook Live video. And, I mean, of course, like, somebody had recorded it. You can't delete anything from the internet, especially if you're semi-famous. So, what the fuck? Everybody flipped out, because, like, yeah, kids say crazy stuff, and, like, I would not take the word of a four-year-old, but Leah is, like, incredibly bad at hiding things on her face. 
like, incredibly bad. And she um, looked like pure... It was terror that was on her face, like, pure panic. Um, Her reaction was just, like, so telling. I still think she might be pregnant. Um, She did tweet that she has the IUD and that you'd have to be having sex to get pregnant. But let's just say I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked if we found out in one to two months that Lee's pregnant. I, like, had a meltdown. Like, I was close to death because I could not handle two unexpected team on pregnancies within one week. That would be... That would be a lot for me, guys. Like, a Kale and a Leah pregnancy is... Is a lot for me personally to handle. I'm not sure I can walk on the journey of both Kale and Leah pregnant. Like, Leah being pregnant is the worst thing that could ever possibly happen. Like, Kale's a fucking mess, but, like, she'll be able to handle a third baby. But, like, if Leah has a fourth, like, the four kids might, like, gang up and murder her. Because she just, she just can't do it. I mean, she's barely, barely hanging on by a thread. Um with the three kids, which, as I said, I understand three kids is, like, impossibly hard, and the idea of her adding a newborn is, like, way too much. So, she claims she's not pregnant. I claim she is pregnant. Um, (laughs) We'll see. Guys, like, I'll link to the video as a supplemental link if it's still available on YouTube. Um, That's the thing that sucks about this. Sometimes a fan will post it up on YouTube, and YouTube will take it down, and you just have to go on the word of what everybody who, uh, saw it said but I'll try and post the link but it's just guys it would be really crazy it would be really crazy so let's get right into it um Leah's waking the girls up for school we get our classic MTV clock shot letting us know that she's on time and we get a quick scene of uh their sonograms hanging on Leah's fridge which you know of course this like live stream came out I think on Monday or Tuesday um So right around when the episode premiered, well, it didn't premiere, it just played, right? I don't, I don't know. I think premiere is only used for seasons and not for each episode, right? That makes sense? Um, I should probably cut that. That was a really stupid sentence. But uh, I believe they're Oreos sonograms because Oreo was either living with her or just around a lot and... People are like, well, why would you have a sonogram of the baby's not yours? But, like, if I had physical sonograms of my soon-to-be nephew, like, I would absolutely have them on my fridge because I love that little baby already. And I'm excited for my brother and sister-in-law. And I'm sure Lee is very excited for Oreo. Um, but, so, of course, like, people are thinking Lee is pregnant. And then they see the sonograms. And it's just, like, crazy. But remember, this was shot, like, in September or October. They're... She's not pregnant. Um, we would know. Also, I just want to say Leah's face has been looking a little little fuller um, in, like, the last month, and that also made me think that she was pregnant. And, 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 I need everybody to fucking take a fucking step back and remember that Leah, like, really doesn't look that much healthier. She's just, one, using the Snapchat beauty filter on literally everything. Two, has extensions in her hair, so her hair doesn't look so ratty and stringy. And three, is wearing makeup. Like, she hasn't gained any weight except in the last couple weeks. Her face is filled in a little bit. And, like, people are like, oh my god, she looks so healthy and so much better. Like, no, she does not. She just spent ten minutes making herself look better and uses a fucking Snapchat beauty filter. 
Like, guys, it is 2017. We haven't figured out filters yet. Like, really? And it's funny because in that fucking live video she posted, she looked like same old, same old. And people on Reddit were even being like, that's not really her. And it's like, yeah, it's her. She just has you so fooled with these beauty filters that you can't even tell the difference. Um, so... Leah has all the girls in the car, and she starts complimenting Gracie on um, Gracie's handwriting, which was, like, really nice. And Allie was like, well, what about my handwriting? And (laughs) Leah says, Allie's is really good, but, and I quote, Gracie is so scatterbrained all the time, and she's the one we would least expect. Um, Which is, like, a weird way to compliment your kids. (laughs) I understand it's probably hard having twins because, like, if you compliment one, you have to compliment the other. But, um, I I thought it was weird that she basically told Leah that, she, or excuse me, <laughs> Leah told Gracie and Allie that she was so impressed by Grace because she thought Grace, like, would be a total fuck-up who didn't have, uh, legible handwriting. Like, <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing to say. Um, the kids were eating Lunchables and screaming about it, as usual, and... Uh, They get stuck behind some traffic, but it's okay. They're still on time because, as Leah said, that's what happens when you leave early. And, like, you know, I want to say, like, Leah seemed very together in this episode. And I was, like, really impressed and happy. And, um, yeah, she just, like, had her shit together for the first time in however long. I guess last week she did a little bit, too. But she seemed very balanced and happy and in the moment and present and wasn't doing that thing where she thinks about all of her words before she speaks like guys go back and watch an episode from a month ago maybe like maybe the second episode of the season and then watch last night i know that's like a lot to ask because these shows aren't really great on the rewatch but if you want to just compare how she speaks like it is so different you can tell when she's fucking high because she speaks so slowly and weirdly but when she's sober she's like laughing and joking well I'm putting quotes around the word sober. When she's maybe not on benzos, I don't know. But when she's not, like, totally fucked up, you can tell in how she speaks. She's not fucking thinking about her words before she speaks. She's just talking like a normal human talks. And you can tell the difference, and you can tell, like, she's actually in the moment. And, it like, it's a really nice thing for her to see. For her to see. For us to see. Um, so, Addie's going on vacation with Jeremy and Brooke, so... I realized last week, as soon as I hit done on the recording, I forgot to talk about the Jeremy and Brooke drama, which I personally apologize for you, or to you guys, because I told you, like, I'm going to take you on this journey and let you know what's happening in real time on the internet, and I did not do that last week. And for that, I'm truly, truly sorry. But don't worry, guys. I'm here. So, Jeremy and Brooke, like, have a pretty volatile relationship. They're always breaking up, getting back together, and, of course, they do this online. Jeremy loves an Instagram post. He loves an Instagram post. He loves to show how racist and weird he is on Instagram. He writes these long-ass captions and comments that literally make no sense because I'm not sure he, like, fully knows how to read and write. But, um, so, like, a month ago, Jeremy and Brooke had broken up, and then they're back together... But they broke up about two weeks ago for good. And uh, Jeremy started posting all these, like, memes about still being, like, about being single, but his dick still has it or whatever. And then Brooke started posting all these memes about getting cheated on. And then Brooke fucking drops this bombshell that Jeremy fucked Mandy, the producer, um, 
which is Chelsea's producer, the one that we see Adam be mean to, and everybody flipped out. So, drama, one. And two, this is not a second rumor we've had of producers fucking cast members. And I'm going to say what I said about JC last week with Kale. I do not believe that Mandy fucked Brooke. Mandy uh, seems to be in a, like, have a pretty good job. She is in charge of... uh, Chelsea's whole segments, and why the fuck would she fuck Jeremy? So apparently, um, the internet believed this because Jeremy was in South Dakota. He did, I think we're going to see, like, a um, Jeremy-Chelsea segment because they they did hang out one day. Jeremy went to Chelsea's house for a barbecue. And um, so a lot of people are like, well, Jeremy was there. He was in South Dakota. He definitely fucked Mandy. But, like, I just, I really don't believe it. I don't think it happened. Um... Mandy came out and said it wasn't true, and somebody else, one of the other producers, said it wasn't true, and it's like, I, my guess would be, like, Brooks all texted between Jeremy and Mandy, maybe to meet up for the filming when, uh, Jeremy did go to Chelsea's, and Brooke meant that they were fucking, but they just, like, had these crazy back and forths via memes, and it's so funny, and also when... Uh, that Facebook Live video came out with Leah, people are speculating maybe Addie said the baby in her tummy instead of your tummy, and we're like, oh, Brooke's definitely pregnant. (laughs) But Brooke says she's not pregnant. But, yeah, so Jeremy Brooke got into it. Brooke accused Jeremy of sleeping with Mandy, and uh, people went crazy on Mandy's Instagram, and her sister started to defend her and was telling people to go kill themselves, which is not the best look, you know? Um, some people were calling for Mandy to be fired because of this rumor, which is insane, guys. Like, take a fucking breath. Like, why would they go off the word of Brooke? Um, she was already filming the next day after this happened. We saw a snap from Chelsea with Mandy there. And it's, you know, it, it's just, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And I just don't believe it. But at this point, Addie's going on vacation with Brooke and Jeremy. And Leah's, like, crafting with her friends. I don't really understand what they're doing. Uh, one of these friends we've never seen before. It looked like they were making um, scrapbooks, which seems on brand with Leah. Do you guys scrapbook? I personally don't scrapbook. I wish I was crafty, but I'm not. I don't make any crafts. But I can see Leah making scrapbooks. Like, I can see her being very into it, or at least, like, having the idea. <laughs> I can imagine Leah going to Michael's, buying all the supplies you need to make a scrapbook, and then some, and buying it all, and maybe opening it, and then doing nothing with it, and having them sit there, which I think is, like, how 90% of scrapbooking supplies are used, you know, like, you're at Michael's, and you just, like, feel really good about this smart decision you made, (laughs) and then you don't buy shit, I mean, who's been there? I, like I said, can't craft it all, but even I will go to Michael's sometimes and buy craft supplies, and guess what? They never get used. Um, and basically, Leah's just talking with her friends that, like, she can't force Jeremy to be a dad, and she's right, and I was so impressed because Leah was talking about the boundaries that she wants to have, and the fact that, like, well, first of all, Jeremy was home for, like, four days before he even saw Addie, which is, like, yikes, considering he had been gone for months without seeing her, which doesn't make sense on the timeline on the show but you know it's like how it goes um we can never trust the timeline on the show but she really like is trying to set boundaries like she's told him 
because he kept pushing back the time that if he wanted to see Addie, it would have to be after dinner because she's not going to change her schedule for him. And I was like, correctly, like, that's really great. I'm, I'm proud of you. That's a, a good choice. I'm really thrilled that she is finally, like, learning. She doesn't have to either one cave to Jeremy's every move or to do the opposite where she then refuses to, like, let him see her. She seems to be finding a happy medium, and I think I'm proud of her for that. I think that's really great. Um, so she, our next scene is Leah going to pick up Addie, and I wrote down more with a ton of V drop-offs, because I swear to God, guys, this whole goddamn show for every one of the girls, basically except Chelsea, because for whatever reason we don't see it, um, is pick up and drop-offs. This entire show, it's just pickups and drop-offs. Like, in every single episode, that's all we see is these moms going to pick up and drop-offs. It's it's so much. It's so much. It's like, do they do anything else except custody handoffs? Um, especially Leah. They're, like, always, like, pulled off the turnpike somewhere. <laughs> it's, like, it's very weird. Um, and I just, like, couldn't believe how big Addie looked, like, when Leah was holding her. It was cute. Addie, like, basically lunged into her arms she was so happy to see Leah. Um, I just, how do you like her legs are so long? She's so big. I still am like very surprised by her age every time she comes on screen. I feel like she should be at least two years younger. Um, I would imagine she's starting kindergarten soon. And uh, Jeremy just looked at her and goes, not her as an Addie, but hers and Leah, and goes, So I take it you know I'm already, I take it you already know I'm engaged. Which, like, of course she knew because it was on the internet. But Leah's like, no, no, I didn't know. And Jeremy's like, well, yeah, we got engaged. I figured you would know. And I'm surprised they didn't say, like, from the internet since they've, uh, like, you know, cracked the fourth wall. And uh, Leah was like, well, congratulations. And um, (laughs) Leah starts to give Jeremy marriage advice, which, you know... On one hand, like, LOL, uh, but on the other hand, like, she does know a little something about impulsive marriages, and that divorce sucks, and she does have two divorces, and is right that having two divorces sucks, and she told, um, Jeremy that (laughs) marriage is a really big commitment, and you have to be sure you want to be with them. Yeah, Leah, that, that's true. And then they start going back and forth, and they were, um... (laughs) they were using the word irrational but I think they meant to say impulsive like Leah kept saying you make irrational decisions you're irrational this you can't be irrational about this marriage and like but I think that's not what irrational means in this context if you guys have watched the episode and watched the scene like please let me know if you agree with me here. Um, But I think what she was trying to say is, like, don't make an impulsive decision. Like, don't be impulsive. Like, we were too impulsive. And Leah said she had two irrational marriages, which, like, yeah, they were irrational, but, like, I I just really don't think that's what she meant. Like, I'm positive she meant impulsive. And she's right. Like, Jeremy should not just impulsively marry Brooke, like, for whatever reason. I mean, they've been together for, like, a year at this point. Like, But I think Jeremy uh, does like to make impulsive decisions. And I think Leah's correct. And I think um, she knows that Jeremy and her made a million impulsive decisions that they should not have made. So, yeah, it was just like a good episode for Leah. But not that much happened. Um, But Leah's back in the car with her friend and Addie. And (laughs) 
they're talking about Jeremy getting married, Lee and her friend, and Addie's just in the backseat, like, screaming, take me to Walmart! <laughs> and then she said she wanted lipstick, and then she said she wanted long nails, and Leah was like, well, you can have long nails if they're natural, and then she started screaming she wanted natural nails, nails, and then she started screaming, I want a boyfriend, and Leah said, boys are disgusting, and then she said, no, I'm just kidding, boys aren't disgusting, but, but you don't need it, and then Leah said, does mommy need a boyfriend? And Addie screamed, yes. And then Leah said, no, I'm my own boyfriend, which I thought was nice. Um, MTV's really given her a good edit in the last couple episodes, and I'm happy for her. Or maybe Leah's figured out, like, how to give herself the good edit, although, you know, I'm I'm personally not sure about that, <laughs> if that's possible. Um, so, yeah, good overall episode. Is Leah pregnant? We should all be praying that she's not, because that would be terrifying, like, beyond terrifying. So now we have to pivot into Kale. Like, I was going to start with her, but I wanted to leave, you know, I wanted to leave it. I wanted to build into Kale, but what a fucking week, guys. <laughs> what a week. So, I don't even, like, I don't even know where to start. So, as we all know, Kale's pregnant. Uh, the baby's father has not been revealed but the internet has a pretty good idea that it's this guy named Chris I mean he's nobody not (laughs) that's so rude he's not a nobody but he's not anybody that we've seen it's probably not Tyler Hill the guy that I was speculating on last week and uh Kale as she said is not ready to tell people yet Kale's being her usual awful self um but tons of drama has happened this week Kale and Hobby have been fighting like crazy on social media as they do, and Kale filed for a PFA, which is a protection from abuse order. Um, I'm not exactly sure how it works in Delaware. I actually, when I was a victim's advocate, used to assist victims in getting PFAs in Pennsylvania, but it is my understanding that Kale filed a non-emergency PFA, and uh, Javi agreed to it, which basically means, like, you're not agreeing that any abuse happened, but agreed that we're going to stay away from one another. But they're still fucking tweeting at each other, because apparently in Delaware, which is insane, PFAs do not cover social media. Um, that's insane. But they're only allowed to talk directly to one another about Lincoln. Uh, it's... <sighs> Like, I personally don't understand how social media does not count as a violation of a protection order. I think it absolutely should, but they're telling me it doesn't, so I guess, like, sucks to be Kale. Or sucks to be Javi. Um, I don't know how I feel about the PFA. Apparently, Javi was, like, sending her really abusive texts and just showing up at her house, which is believable. But at the same time, Kale has absolutely abused the court systems before and unlawful or not unlawfully but um (laughs) I'm like Nate now talking about lawfully and unlawfully but in the past has um gotten a protection order against Joe just out of spite and um I don't ever want to speculate and say someone's lying about abuse but it's hard for me to believe that Kale is not telling the truth or that it's hard for me to believe that Kale is totally telling the truth um So we saw this week uh, on the after show, which I usually never watch the after shows because I hate, fucking hate Nessa so much. But I watched the first half of it because it was actually extremely interesting. But Kale Skyped in. um, They're shot in L.A. She was in Delaware. Kale Skyped in and said that she was really mad at Janelle for confirming the pregnancy. So this is what happened. So 
Early in the day, Radar Online once again is saying Kale's pregnant. Nobody believes it. Radar Online is bullshit. Then, around 2 o'clock, E-Online comes out saying Kale's pregnant. Everybody believes it. E-Online would not, not, not comment on this unless they had, like, a production source or Kale herself. Um, E's kind of, like, people in that regards. I mean, they don't always report true stuff, but on things like pregnancy announcements or divorces or marriage, E is pretty reputable. Then, around 6.45, Janelle tweets, Kale, congrats on your pregnancy. The crew told me I'm so happy for you. Now, Kale and Janelle have a long history. At one point, Kale actually paid for Janelle to get bailed out of jail. Uh, Janelle never paid her back. Uh, Janelle did not wish her congratulations when the baby was born. Um, Kale and Janelle are not friends. Kale, or Janelle often feels left out by Kale and Chelsea being friends. And Kale and Janelle just don't get along. So, Janelle confirmed it, but I'm using, like, confirm in quotation marks because it's like E had confirmed it hours before. Everybody knew it was true. Janelle's tweet, like, yeah, when she said the crew, it meant it was 100% true, but, like, me and everybody else on the internet already knew it was 100% true when E online uh, told them about it. But, uh, so on the live show, (laughs) Kale basically said Janelle forced her to confirm it because she had confirmed it and she was not pleased with Janelle and Nessa tried to get Kale to say like well Janelle like made a mistake and she was doing it just to be nice and Kale was like no I don't think so so then Janelle got on Twitter and said Javi had confirmed it which he had never done and then it blew into this whole drama because then Javi's friend Peach who was always fighting with Kale online like told Janelle, like, don't worry about it, girl. Like, it's all Kale's fault. Kale and Peach started fighting. Kale and Javi started fighting. It was just, it was such a mess. Um, but basically, Canel, Canel. <laughs> That's Kale and Janelle's ship name. Canel. <laughs> Drinking a delicious Diet Coke. Basically, Kale thinks Janelle forced her to confirm the pregnancy. Except Kale had this fucking, like, six-paragraph-long blog entry written and posted it, like, the minute that Janelle confirmed it. So, I don't really believe her. I think E forced her hand, not Janelle. She would have been confirming that night anyway. Uh, But Kale loves to seize on an opportunity to be the victim, you know? So, yeah, huge drama this week in that Janelle... Between Janelle, Kale, and Javi, the fact that Kale and Javi now have a protection from abuse order, um, it's, like, really sad the way it's deteriorated, but I just don't think Kale is making the best choices. I don't think Javi's making good choices. I don't think Javi ever makes good choices, but I think he's just, Kale is especially not making good choices. So, we start out the episode with FaceTiming Sterling, and, uh, Kale basically says her and Javi are going to mediation, um, Kale doesn't want to agree to 50-50 custody, and, but she says, like, if 50-50 is what's best, her link going to have to do it. Um, you know, which is good, but Kale's, like, making herself out to be a saint that she's agreed to do this, which it's like, come on. She is going to let Isaac stay at Hobby's that night, which I thought was really nice, and she goes to drop off the boys, and they're running around screaming, and she says, Isaac, can you relax when I, ha- I have to talk to Dad? And I was like... She's still calling Javi dad. Like, she's still doing it. It's, like, really insane. Like, her and Javi are divorcing, and she's still calling Javi dad. And, um, 
Kale is basically saying, like, um, we're not really going to have to go to mediation because hopefully we can just, like, sign this in our lawyer's office because I'm agreeing to 50-50. And you know she wanted Javi to be like, oh, my God, Kale, thank you so much. I appreciate this so much. You are so amazing. And it's like, Kale, like, you're great. This is not you being a saint or a martyr or whatever. And Javi's, like, not really here for it. Um, but I do understand why Kale feels like she deserves a pat on the back. Because, like, I think Kale has always been Lincoln's primary caregiver. Um, even way before, you know, Isaac, excuse me, Javi got deployed. Um, I think they had pretty traditional gender roles. I think... Uh, it was her sole responsibility to keep uh, Lincoln alive, and Javi just kind of helped out. But keeping Lincoln alive has always been on Kale, and Javi, you know, helps when he can, takes, like, a more traditional dad role. I don't think... I think if uh, Javi watches him, he considers it babysitting, that type of thing. Um, I think it's changed a little bit now that he's on his own. But, like, let's not forget, like, even when... Um, Lincoln is at Javi's house. Javi's parents live there. And Lincoln has always been, when Kale's not around, primarily raised by Javi's mom. Javi's mom lived with them in the past. Um, and I think Javi's mom is like Kale's, or excuse me, Lincoln's number two primary caregiver, with Javi being number three. Um, on his nights with Lincoln, he's always out drinking, and it's because Javi's mom is watching him. So, you know, Javi talks like a big game, but. I don't really believe it. Um, so, Kale was like, well, it's a big deal for me to give you 50-50 because, like, I've been doing this on my own for, like, eight months. And Javi goes, oh, so that's why you took them to camp every day and dropped them off all day every day? <sighs> Which is a low blow, to say the least. Um, Kale is not happy. She's like, uh, are you kidding me? I had to go to summer classes. <laughs> and... Um, Wait, is that where she said it? Oh, no, 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 no. Back up. Kale's basically just like, no, I'm not doing this. We're not having this conversation. Like, this is insane. And walks out. Which I th I thought was good. Um, that they weren't going to fight there. And basically, she's like, you're doing a bunch of low blows. Which she was, but at the same time, like, I think Kale is very hyper aware when people dole out low blows to her. But when she doles them out, like, she doesn't give a fuck. You know, and that's like... Kale's biggest problem is that she's very aware and, like, when other people are being harmful to her, and she's usually right about it, but she has, like, no perception of when she's being harmful to others. Right? Like, Kale is... She's a victim, but at the same time, like, she's an abuser. And it's, like, it's a very weird dichotomy, and, um... It's, like, all adult child of the alcohol traits, and she's... She's just not in a good place. So she leaves, and um, the producer, like, runs after her car, and she's, like, fucking pissed. And she's like, I just don't want to talk about this. And a lot of people are really mad that Kale's basically refusing to film so much this season. Um, and, like, I get it, but at the same time, like, I think people 
completely underestimate the power that the team moms hold with MTV. And they're like, why don't they just put it in their contract that if they refuse to film, like, they'll get fired. I don't get to talk to my employer that way. But the fact is, like, and this is why Chelsea gets away with it and why Kale gets away with it, is that the the MTVs, the team moms are not replaceable. You know, like, if they kick off one of the team moms, like, the entire dynamic of the show changes. They can't just recast. I mean, if they fucking could, like, God, bring in Nicole from Team or Sixteen Pregnant Season Two for Chelsea, as I've mentioned before, um, that crazy bitch. But they can't just recast. Um, and I think in any situation, any entertainment industry situation, like the talent holds the cards, and MTV is going to cater to them, and that really pisses off people online. But that's just the way it fucking is, guys. And yeah, Kale's gonna refuse to film when she's mad. And is it annoying for us as a viewer? Yes, but MTV is never gonna penalize her for that. They're just not. It doesn't make any sense for them. It makes sense to cater to the girls so that when they are in a good mood, they'll give them way more. Like, that. that's how life works, guys. Um, so she goes to shut her car door, and it, like, slams onto JC, and I thought she was just going to be like, get the fuck out of my way. But to be fair to Carol, because, you know, I give credit where credit is due, Carol apologizes. She goes, oh, sorry. It almost, like, snaps her out of it for a moment. But basically, Kale just, like, doesn't want to film. And, like, I do get it. Like, I get not wanting to film because you're fucking mad. Like, Chelsea not wanting to film bothers me because it's, like, she wants to, like, protect stuff for privacy. And I don't really respect reality people having privacy, for lack of better words. But Kale is just, like, angry. And I know she knows she's going to regret what she says. And she just doesn't want to put herself in the position where she is like, looking horrific on camera. And I think she just doesn't want to have to explain herself, and I think she's protecting herself, and, like, I can understand that, like, on a deep level. So, of course, JC goes in to talk to Javi, and Javi's laughing. And I just, like, it It made my skin crawl to see him laughing, because I... <sighs> he was doing it on purpose. Like, he was, like... I understand he's hurt, um... But I'm having a lot of trouble feeling empathy for Javi. Also because this week, uh, Kale accused Javi of cheating on her while he was deployed. Well, not really cheating, but, like, saying, like, you fucked around too. And I believe that. Um, I 100% believe that. So it's hard for me to feel, like, that upset for Javi because it's, like, he's part of this too. And, yeah, Kale's the one that's, like, acting out. But, like, Javi is too. And to see him, like, laughing when he's talking about... um like, making Kale angry and fighting with her, it's just, it makes me very uncomfortable, and he does it this whole episode, and it really makes him seem like an abuser. I mean, Kale seems like an abuser, too, but I really think this is, like, a mutually toxic, disgusting, gross relationship. So, basically, Javi's, like, laughing, but saying, I feel bad, and he's like, I'm gonna call her and apologize. And, of course, like, right away, they start fighting again. She's like, I don't understand why you would bring up the camp thing. Like, I had to go to class, from, so I took them to camp. And he goes, oh, so did you finish your summer classes? Basically calling her out on, um, like, dropping out of school. <laughs> well, not dropping out of school, but probably dropping classes. And, um, basically, she says she does. She was in school till June, but, you know, the kids went to camp through July and August. I don't think it's a big deal. I fucking was shipped off every summer of my life like go not just to day camp but like to the shore live with my grandma or to actual sleepaway camp but I'm Jewish so we do those things um I didn't really get like 
Javi was basically implying, well, not implying, he said it out loud, that Kale only took the kids to camp so she could hang out with her friends all day. Um, which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because from what I can tell, Kale hangs out with her friends if her kids are around or not. <laughs> I don't think that really matters to her. Um, but Javi, like, apologizes, but they're still, like, fighting. So the next day is um, Javi and Kale go to their lawyer's office and they have everything figured out with the 50 50 but they have to decide holidays so they're gonna go out to lunch and like secure everything up before they go back to the lawyer's office right great awesome so the minute they walk into the restaurant and sit down kale starts and goes that shirt's pretty tight and Javi's like it's fitted and she's like you look like you're about to bust out of it <laughs> like kale also, did we notice how fucking crazy Kale's pants looked? Because her ass is too big to fit into pants now. And so she has that gap, which, like, is a struggle girls with big butts face. But I think it's hilarious because Kale chose to make her butt that size. This was, like, a conscious choice by Kale, you know? And basically they're talking about Christmas and what they're going to do. And Javi says, like... Well, we're going to split it. Like, we used to go to your family in the morning and my family in the afternoon on Christmas Eve. And I'm, like, thinking, what family does Kale go see? I wonder if she goes to her mom's house for Christmas. Um, that might be, like, the one time a year she sees Susie. We, like, never hear about Susie. I'm really curious as to how much contact they still have. Um, but Kale is like, well, my kids need to be together. I have two kids. Which, you know, begs the question why she's not having a third kid with a third father that she's going to have to fucking figure out custody with, probably, unless this dad doesn't want to be involved at all. And um, now she's going to have to juggle a third kid in this equation, which is, you know, crazy. And um, basically she was like, let's start a new tradition where we do it together at my house. Because my, and my kids come first. Well, no, 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 sorry. I misread my notes, guys. But basically... Kale wants to have this, like, thing, and Javi's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Let's be real realistic. What's it going to be like when you get a new boyfriend? And Kale's like, what the fuck do you mean by a new boyfriend? Like, my kids come first, and Javi says right away, like, do they? And that, that sets Kale off, and she's like, I'm fucking done, I'm fucking done. But, like, Javi's right, like, is it realistic with how they are now that they're going to celebrate Christmas together? No. Unfortunately, like... Kale, this is a consequence of having multiple kids with multiple dads that, like, your kids are not always going to be able to be together and that they're going to spend holidays apart. Um, I wonder where, does Kale have Javi or Joe every Christmas? Excuse me, does Kale have Joe every Christmas? Does Kale have Isaac every Christmas? Um, I wonder, maybe if when he said your family, it meant that he goes to Joe's house? I don't know. I don't know. But, um... It's not realistic that they're going to spend every Christmas together. Um, would it be great and wonderful? Yes. Is it a hope I have for their future? Yes. But it it's not realistic. And I think giving um, Isaac, or excuse me, giving Lincoln to Javi, I mix up all, there's so many fucking names. There are too many boys in our segments. We just can't keep up. Um, I think having Lincoln go with Javi on Christmas Eve, because his family does Christmas Eve, and having uh, Lincoln with Kale on Christmas Day makes sense. Um, but I wonder if maybe Isaac goes with Joe on Christmas Day and she wants them to be together on Christmas Eve. I don't know. And now she's going to have a third baby, guys. Like, she's going to have to 
put a third baby in this and it just makes no sense i don't understand why kale is choosing what in the middle of a fucking custody fight with javi to get pregnant like she knows how hard this is it doesn't make any sense to me but basically kale storms out she's pissed at the low blows um but you know ignoring the fact that she makes low blows and uh kale's talking to jc and like is pissed and javi's walking behind her he's like let's just fucking talk because you're like i can fucking hear you so kale's sitting in her car and her door is open just like it was with jc and javi's standing and preventing her from closing the door and kale just says over and over again do you see me making slick comments you're making slick comments i'm not making slick comments to you which like lol of course you make slick comments i mean fucking called him fat like the minute he walked in the door but okay um and in my notes i wrote these two people are in such an awful place and like they truly are in like a dark awful place so they're fighting and screaming and um you know javi says so you didn't admit to me that you slept with someone when you were gone and he's like you didn't think about me or the boys basically saying like you blew this up this is your fault you fucked someone else and you had no thought about your kids and i'm just telling the truth and do i agree with him kind of um i don't think she was thinking about her kids when she chose to get pregnant i don't think she was thinking about her kids when she chose to move on so quickly um i think he's right but i'm not really sure that's like the right thing for javi to say but I'm trying to give Javi a little slack here because, like, they are in the middle of a divorce and divorces are not great. Um, and Kale's like, oh, so you never hurt me, but I'm not, you never hurt me? And he's like, what, what, what? And she's like, well, I'm not going to put your business out, meaning, like, on camera. And she's like, so you didn't support me? You didn't hurt me? And he was like, yeah, so I didn't support you during your miscarriage. Like, how many times do I have to apologize? And she's like, that's a big fucking deal, which, yeah, it is. I get what she's saying. Um she tries to shut the door he won't let her and then finally like their fight ends and she drives off and this is a dark journey we're going on with kale i'm i'm sad for her and javi um i think it's best they divorce but like this is not it's not great guys it's just it's not great and this pfa is like really concerning and i i don't think it bodes well for lincoln and isaac um and I just am still flabbergasted that she's choosing to bring a third, not just a third baby, like a third baby, like whatever. Honestly, like if she, if she and Javi like fucked and had another baby, I'd be like, wow, that's like fucking nuts. But like the fact that she's choosing to bring a third baby's father into this mix is just like really insane to me. Um, so yeah, I am living for the Kale and Javi drama online and I hope you guys are too. Hey guys, to find my full recap, come find us on patreon.com. That's patreon.com slash ebpsychos and pledge at the $5 level and you'll get the full episode. I'll be recapping the rest of the girls and doing more deep dives. Hope you enjoyed. Love you. Bye. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Executive Producers, Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.